Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Mi gente, feels so good to be back in front of the mic. There are some amazing Hella Latino episodes on the way for you, and can't wait for y'all to meet more and more dope Latinos in nuestra comunidad. This week's guest is my Leo sis, Arabella Espinosa. She's a Mexican American creative photographer based in San Jose, California. In 2018, she co founded a creative photography agency called Weekend Creative. And to keep that weekend vibe going, she also co-created the Weekend Club, an online learning community for photographers, and co-hosts a freelancing comedy podcast called Per Our Last Email. Also, again, that weekend vibe, she co-owns a photography studio called Little Sunday Studio that is open and available to rent for the creative community. And it's also where we recorded this in-studio episode. So I hope y'all enjoy. Un abrazo. Que disfruten. At the tone for everyone listening i'm sitting in arabella's studio <laughs> her like cute little podcast studio looking at a cart of alcohol <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't describe you or me like to a t <laughs> i don't know this what does it. yeah just a beautiful creative space so thank you for being here yeah no thank you so it's so cool because i know you were telling me that this is the first time that it's like a live like in person i know recording which is like yes. and this is like a new space so like you're the first one getting to record here so wow <laughs> full of first no honestly I'm just like wow I'm in a studio like later someone. down the road I'm gonna be like damn like hello Latinos here like <laughs> first stop was here actually okay but real quick question for you yes. it's Hel- hello Latina or hello Latino so you know what I always say hello Latino I know but- I noticed that but then yeah. you're at it's an at sign, yeah. It's an at so sign. It could be, I mean, it could be both. It could be both, okay. Someone told me they say it hella Latin at. Like, they literally say that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, everyone's asked me how to pronounce it. That's a good question. Yeah. But I say hella Latino, hella mm-hmm. Latina. Mm-hmm. I usually say hella Latina for myself. Like, to describe yeah. myself yeah. like hella Latina. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's what I initially thought. But then yeah. the more I listened to your podcast, I was like, oh, I think it's. Hello Latino, but maybe it just it might mean it different. Could be both. For, yeah, it, it could be, be both. It could be, it could be all. <laughs> it's so funny because I always give people option. I'm like, hello Latino, hello Latina, yeah. hello Latina. Or you can call me Jasmine, you can call me Olalis, like call me whatever you want. It's so I love funny. It. People I love like it. Too, too many options. Just tell me. <laughs> no, but I'm super excited to be here. I feel like Gabriella introduced us a long she did. time ago. Uh, yeah right how how though I'm like trying to jog my memory by the way I have a really shitty memory so like excuse me if I cannot for the life of me bring any memories but we'll yes. do our best <laughs> Gabriella introduced I know. us I can't remember what for I don't I don't remember either but I think she just thought okay. we would connect right like, right? right like she just but thought I we... remember we connected and we didn't really talk at all yeah until my podcast came out yes you responded and then some of my other friends said they knew you Oh my gosh. So Richard, do you know yes, Richard and yes, Karina? Yes. Yeah. They were like, you know Arabella? And oh. I was like, yes, I do now. <laughs> no, but I always talk about that, how Hello Latino, Hello Latina yes. brought me so many amazing people. Oh my gosh. Like it's the amazing. listeners, the guests, just anyone. I mean, I've learned so much from all these people and have made like, I mean, I think I've made virtual friends, but you know, they probably don't notice me. But like, you know, yeah. just hearing all these stories from your episodes, like I've been like immediately looking them up on Instagram and just like oh checking out their work or checking out what it. they do. So it's so cool. And it's just a beautiful reminder that our communities pop in. Like there's mm-hmm. so many people just doing, really? doing the work. Yeah. Doing the exactly. work like you. That's why I'm <laughs> so excited you. to have you. So let's start with the first question. Okay. <laughs> How do you identify and why? 
Um, this is a, a tough question because I feel like I don't, I feel like I know and I don't know. And I feel like even just listening to your podcast, it's brought this like, um, it's kind of like, and now I'm asking myself, what I, what do I identify as? And I think for me, if I were to just like immediately answer that, I would probably say Mexican-American. Um, but then I also, I am Latina as well. And so it's like, it's so, it's such a strange question, but I think at the root of me, I'm definitely Mexican-American in the sense that like, I have a lot of the cultures and traditions that like my family gave me. Um, but then I was born in America. So I have all of those traditions and cultures, culture as well. So yeah, I think I, I would say that for sure. And I think like, it's like for me, I've always kind of been in the middle, right? Like I wasn't too Mexican, but I wasn't too American, you know, I was different. Um, and I kind of like that. I like being different. And I like kind of marrying these two worlds together and kind of creating my own space, my own little corner where I feel most me. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. And is that what you're an artist? I think so. Yeah. I think it's so. It's just like innate, huh? Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is that like, I mean, I think growing up, especially in Mexican culture and especially like, I think, you know, we're kind of led to go to school, do the thing, get a nine to five, you know, just, just like get a job. And so like for the longest time, like I know my mom, like, and I wrestled about like, just like me being creative. And I think my mom was more worried that like I wasn't going to find a job or like, you know, I was like, I want to be an artist. I want to do something like creative. And so it's funny because I actually went into San Jose State with a forensics major and a minor no in psychology and literally like middle like second year second semester I was like this ain't it this ain't it wait second semester so you second you, year second semester second literally year. halfway through college halfway through college Girl. I was like I can't do this and like okay I love forensics don't get me wrong I passed that forensics intro class with flying colors because <laughs> yeah. I love true crime and I love all that stuff but like I can't do chemistry for shit. Like, I was just, just like, no, this isn't it. And it was just like, so like numbers, like science, like I just was like, yeah. I need something creative. And so the way that I made it happen was like, I changed to advertising. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like a way for me to like be creative, but still like be in an industry that like, it's, you know, like stable, stable. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I was able to like, get my mom to like, second <laughs> be okay year, with me. Second semester, you were like, oh, <laughs> This ain't it. Like this really ain't it. <laughs> no. I feel like that's that's part of the first gen story though. It's like your pull between these two worlds. Yes, exactly. And mm -hmm. I think that's yeah, again, like super common. I think, you know, and I think also like, you know, your parents like have their dream and like want mm -hmm. almost like sometimes put their dream onto you. Like yeah. my mom was very like growing up, she um she wanted to be a lawyer. And she was like all into, you know, she's top of her class and like all this stuff and she definitely wanted to do something big in that kind of area. But like, yeah. I, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not into that world. I needed right. to be creative. And like, it took a while for me to realize that I can't be living what my mom wants me to do. Like, I need to be happy and I need to do what, what I'm passionate about, you know? Girl, girl. It's, it's a pull. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, literally, even, even like our getting our first studio, like in Campbell, like, I think, and my mom being there at the party. And I think that was her first time seeing like exactly what I was doing and being yeah. really proud and like understanding oh. what it is that I do, which yeah. is like so crazy. You know, it takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, because they know what they know. Yeah. Doctor, lawyer. Yeah. And, you know, not even engineer. Like, well, especially like in Mexico, right? Like you like they're um, at least in Mexico, they have like these carreras like they it's like you go into electric, you go into teaching you yeah. like it's very specific. Like there's not really a whole lot of options right. for like, you know, what kind of careers to go mm -hmm. into. So I think that's kind of where that was born. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if this has anything to do with it. I don't know if this is like the American <laughs> side of us. Sure. But I was watching 
Bear with me, okay? Okay. <laughs> I was watching Crazy Rich Asians. Great movie. Wait, I need to watch that. It's, Dang it, I need to watch it. it. No, I haven't watched it. Girl, it's so good. Oh. But I was watching this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're also first gen, you know, Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. And when they go to, I think it was, oh, I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> they go to visit family. Singapore, uh, I think it's okay, Singapore. Okay, okay. So they go back to Singapore and they like, you know, are with their whole family. Yes. And the mom says, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a teacher because I love, it's my passion. Yeah. Something like that along those lines. And she goes, Americans and their passions. <gasps> and she just kind of says that. And I can feel that judgment. Yes. And I'm uh, like, wow. Like that, this is just the first gen struggle uh-huh. of like, and you know, we can only speak for our Latino right. upbringings and our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But when I left my nine to five, my mom was like, Why? Uh-huh. Why would you do that? Why would you leave stability? Why would you leave your salary? Why uh-huh. would you? And then I got so much of that fear yes. instilled in me. And it made me made me think for a minute because I'm like, this is the problem is like, do I feel selfish now that I ha- I'm leaving selfishly? Like I'm leaving a nine to five yeah. while my parents struggle to get a job. Yeah. So I thought about that, but then I thought about it the other way and I'm like, this is why they came here. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? And I literally, I, I swear, I have to remind my mom. And I'm like, you came here and you made all this effort and had all these struggles, not to mention being a single mom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for, and she even told me, you know, we had a conversation over the past weekend. I, I had to ask oh. her, her her whole story of coming over here, which I'd love to talk about. But um, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> But like she, you know, she like came here because she knew that there was no way that she was going to give the best life possible for her kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, being in Mexico. And like, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, sometimes now, now I think there's a struggle of like, ah, pues, you know, tú te aprovechas de todo. And like, <laughs> there's this like, you know, like mom, you yes. know, like kids. No one, no one's going to keep it more real than a Latina mom. Literally. I'll tell you Literally. right now. They're the sweetest. But they'll also tell you, like, they'll tell you how it show, is. like uh-huh. this is what it is. Exactly. And the exactly. most, I don't know about your mom, but my mom does it in such a sweet way. Like, she'll be like, your skin's, like, not great right now. <laughs> or, ¿sabes skin, Like, we need to get you some new joyería. Like, like, she says it in a way that's so sweet, but it's like, I know you're judging. Like, I know you're judging me right now. My mom's not sweet, but she's not, like, mean. <laughs> but she'll just be like, ¿esas greñas? Like... <laughs> She, she like, does not sugarcoat. Yes. And then she'll be like, oh, pues, you know, like, uh, se pillate el pelo or like, yeah. cambiate tu ropa, whatever. I like, <laughs> oh my, but you like, like it keeps me accountable. That's why all yes. my friends now are so real with me. Like I need blunt people because that's how I grew up with my mom. Like yeah. sweet, but also like, <laughs> you're going to wear that outside? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it is like, it is this thing of like, you know, they came here and they had all these struggles and like, that's the point, you know, they have given us the opportunity to select what we want to do versus sticking to a job Mm -hmm. that is just purely financial. That's that's not fun. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. They worked a job because it was stability because it would bring like Mm -hmm. money and food to the table. Like, at the, at the end of the day, like, we don't want to repeat those cycles. No. Like, we want to create no. our own No, we path. want to forge our own path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That part. Well, so. you touched on it a little bit. But yes. how did your mom, how did you, let's go everything. back to your immigration. <laughs> I know, like, everything. But going back to your immigration or your mom's immigration uh-huh. story. Yeah. I would love to know that story and then dive d- deep into your, your story. Yeah, yeah. So I had to ask her this, you know, in the co- past couple of days because I knew bits and pieces, but, you know. Again, I have a really bad memory, so I had to like, I had to sit down and have her tell me, and it was like yeah. such a cute like bonding experience. I think yeah. just to kind of like, just and I started asking her more questions as like I kept you know figuring out it's her so story. It's right? so interesting. Yeah. So my mom, she's one of nine, so um, she's from Chihuahua, Mexico, mm. and um, you know they weren't they didn't have like much. They're poor, um, but they made it work and. The thing she wanted to come across is that, like, you know, they might not have had much, but they had, like, what they needed, which was, you know, a roof over their heads, family, mm-hmm. which is most important, um, food, you know. And, like, she was telling me, she's like, I had a great life. I had good childhood. Like, you know, um, 
but uh, she was at the top of her class. You know, she's mm-hmm. she is like such a go getter. And I feel like it's what's interesting is that like I'm seeing a lot more of her and me now that I'm, you know, yeah. doing my business and like all that stuff. But yeah, so interesting. You don't put those two and two together until it happens. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And so then she I think she was like uh, 16 or 17. And like some of her one of her brothers was already here in the States mm-hmm. and he had kind of asked her like, Hey, like, would you want to come to the States? Would you want to come to America? Um, and like, help me take care of my kids. Um, and so she was like, yeah, that sounds good. You know, like, (laughs) okay. So why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah, exactly. And she was just like, the plan was really just to come for a year and that was it. And so, oh, and actually, I guess I should backtrack a little. The reason that she, so she was like in ninth grade and she, um, her mom, my grandma got sick and so she dropped out of school to kind of care for her Mm. and then she went back to school and then that's when my brother asked her like hey like do you want to come and so yeah she was like okay you know plan (laughs) was only to stay there for a little bit and then come back you know I think and I I kind of asked her too I was like what was like the reason for like coming besides just like you know like why would you leave what yeah why would you leave like what you know and I even asked her too I was like like, did you guys ever, like, think about, like, or was it ever talked about in, in your family, like, about the American dream and, like, all this stuff? And she was like, honestly, no, it was never really presented to me like that. But mo- it was very common that a lot of people from Mexico would go over to kind of, like, work, make money, ahorrar, you know, save and bring it back and, like, you know, do something with it right. in Mexico. And so, so anyway, so she went. Well, first she had to get like, you know, her visa, her permiso and like all this stuff, which is like so different. She got all of it. Yeah. Yeah, So she actually she was too scared to go by Coyote, which I actually just recently found out through one of your episodes about what that was like. Oh, really? And my aunt, she, I have to ask her about it. My aunt <laughs> did actually come through Coyote. It's so common. But you know, like some of our family members just don't talk. No. They're like, they're no, full of I, secrets. A hundred percent. And I like, I want to ask her about it because yeah. I'm like, and I asked my mom, I was like, what does it mean to like come through a coyote? Like what, yeah, like yeah. how? She's like, sometimes it's, you know, through like by Rio. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. like, you know, El Cerro, which is like going through the mountains or the hills or whatever, like yeah. some treacherous like adventure. I don't know. Some treacherous adventure. Some crazy thing. Yeah. But she was too scared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, I'm just going to like go and ask for it, get my passport and see yeah. if they'll give me the permiso. And they denied her a couple times, um, which sucked, but she had gotten her passport. So that was good. Mm-hmm. It was just like, she needed the permiso. And yeah. basically, uh, her uncle was like, let's go. Like, we can just pass. Who cares? Like, cause I guess it was a lot more lax back then. Like you could actually like go what, through. What time frame was this? This was like 19, like I don't know, like 1980s. 80s? Yeah, 1990s. Oh. I think 1990. Oh, something early. like that. Yeah. Um, it was a few years before I was born. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, so, she, you know, it was very lax. So he was just like, ah, like if they don't, let's go yeah. one more time. Let's try it. And if they don't give it to you, we'll just cross. Like, who cares? Yeah. And they went and she got it. And like the reason that she got it, because she was like this like 18 year old. Like, oh, so wow. she looked young, you know, to wow. the people when mm-hmm. she's asking the permiso. And, um, and the only reason they gave it to her, I think, was because of my uncle being there, like mm-hmm. being there as an adult, like kind of telling. Right. You know. Right. So, yeah, she came over and, you know, uh, she helped, you know, raise my cousins and wow. um, then started working, cleaning, which is kind of very typical. Yeah. My mom Cleaning. did that too. Yep. And then she got into like some company, like electronics or whatever, like some oh. electric parts. And that's where she met my dad. And then I was born. Like cute. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom was like really young when she had me. She was 20. Okay. Um, can you, can we talk about that for a second? Cause can dude, you imagine, can you imagine no, being a mom? No, I'm 27 right now. And I literally cannot even, I can barely take care of myself. Literally. Literally. I yeah, can't imagine. Yeah. And I'm just like. Am I weak? I like, know, right? I'm like, damn, like, I kind of feel like, <laughs> I don't feel madura. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a thing to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It's so crazy to think about. And I'm like, damn, that's, that's right. insane. Um, but that's kind of what happened. And she was, 
And you were born in where? I was born in San Jose, California. Yeah, <gasps> here. Oh mm-hmm. So your mom went from like Mexico. Did yeah, she come Chihuahua, from like Mexico. She came she from, up? no, she came from um, El Paso, through El Paso, <gasps> Texas, oh. and then um, and then just traveled or yeah. like uh, took a plane, flew. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were born in San Jose. So I was born in San Jose, California. Yeah. And you've been right here, here ever since? I've been here ever since. Yeah. It's insane. Girl. But let's I talk know. about your childhood. So in San Jose, I, I feel like I I lived here for seven years. <laughs> so I don't feel like I know I know a different side of San Jose. Yes. As opposed to someone who was born and raised here. Yeah. So I love to know how is it like for you growing up Mexican American in yes. San Jose, California? Yeah. So I lived in uh I still live in Eastside San Jose. Mm-hmm. So we actually only moved once. So where I was born, there was like these apartment complexes. Yeah. And we literally moved once and it was across the street. I <laughs> to love a it. Duplex. I love it. You know, okay, that's so funny because my parents did the same thing back home. We lived in this little cottage uh-huh. and then we moved to the house in front of the cottage. Yep. <laughs> Like we just like lo más fácil, uh-huh, you know. Like uh-huh. that's what we're I, I have for. this like vivid memory of us like moving the couch across <laughs> the street, like just like carrying it. <laughs> oh, so funny! Like even to this day, it's on the same property too. Yeah. So there's like a gate around it. the cottage <laughs> and the other house. So it's just so funny. And my cousin moved in, so now it's oh like my gosh. a whole family Amazing. Lot. But Amazing. it's just funny, like lo más fácil. I know, seriously. And I mean, it just like it was what we could afford. You know, my mom didn't have yeah. much, so like. Um, so she basically lived with, you know, uh, a few aunts and then, or her sisters, some of my yeah. aunts and yeah. And so then they moved to the duplex, but, um, growing up it was, I mean, I had, I feel like I had a, I had a great childhood. Like I loved, mm-hmm. I loved how I grew up it, very like kind of innocent. And like, I think being in the East side, it's predominantly Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So like, it just kind of felt like, I mean, you know, like home at home like yeah like yeah. home like normal yeah. and people spoke both you know spanish or spanglish <laughs> um shout out <laughs> i know seriously um so it, it was nothing yeah i mean like i i loved my neighborhood and you know i had yeah. friends and stuff but like it was very obvious to me like i think as i started growing up um how you know there was gangs especially when i was younger i think there was gangs but like you know it's actually kind of interesting because like where we live, there's like our street and then there's like a main street. Yeah. And then you know how the same street crosses and it's like, mm-hmm. like, for example, like my street is called Virginia and there's the main street and then you cross over and it's still Virginia, but it's just on the other side. Right. Always, always. we I would notice uh, police cars always driving into the other side. And so like never to towards our street but it it was just like so strange and then I realized I was like wow there's like a lot of activity like over here but But like to me like I totally don't realize and like I was a kid so like you know we would like stay out until like the sun would you know go down right we were like wild kids (laughs) crazy (laughs) yeah literally um but what was interesting was that like and I say this to like to this day so like when I grew up, Spanish was my first language. Mm-hmm. And when I went to kindergarten, it was all English. And I remember struggling yeah. so much. And it's not yeah. like my like my mom could help me, but like, you know, it just it was tough. And and then from there on out after kindergarten, it was uh bilingual. So like I learned oh, everything in English and school. Spanish. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh. I was really lucky. I really love the school that I went to because yeah. um I moved schools once, but I just love that I was learning both languages at the same time. I love so it. I it, love it made me and it made me keep my Spanish, you know, really well for a long time. Now I feel like I kind of lose it yeah. here and there. But um, but yeah, but what was interesting about like growing up, like my childhood was that like I didn't learn, you know, American culture until like way later. So like mm-hmm. even to this day, there's some like musicians that I don't like know of that. or... And I was like, girl, I like grew up with Selena yeah. and, you know, Mana and yes. Juanes. Juanes. <laughs> yeah. Like all these people that yeah. like, and you know, like I only like, like a few years ago, I, I learned it. of David Bowie or like all these like famous yeah. like musicians yeah. or like even, you know, like I grew up on telenovelas and, and so like very different. Yep. So like when people, you know, are, I'm, are surprised that I don't know of a certain thing, I'm like, oh, like I, all I grew up was with 
my, what my mom was playing that around the house. So and <laughs> crazy. I was literally having this discussion with my friend and talking about she's Hawaiian, Carly. Uh-huh. And we we're having this discussion because she grew up in Hawaii, which is a state, uh-huh. right? But her culture is Hawaiian. But she's like, but even I'm a little more Americanized than other people on the island. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's, it's just interesting because I'm like, that was your reality. Still grew up in America. Yes. I still grew up in America and had a very, very different reality. And then I just start, you know, everyone has a very different reality in America. And I'm like, do we, do we like basically like for American culture, is that to us white culture? yeah because you know like you're mentioning david bowie but i would do the same yeah i think someone on my pod like asked me that and i was like you're right yeah like for me american culture was always white culture Mm -hmm. but if i think about it i'm like i grew up in america too yeah i mean (laughs) only until i think like maybe when i started getting into like like late like right when i was like sixth grade maybe getting to middle school is mm-hmm. when i like was all about britney spears and like you know nsync and backstreet boys or like all this yeah. stuff where i really just started getting more into american culture um it's so weird it's so fascinating but um, it's so weird i remember too funny memory because you mentioned britney spears uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was a big fan of britney spears as a kid because i grew up with older siblings so they would listen to their God, pop yep. american mm-hmm. music like my sister's <laughs> And I don't know why I was such a big fan of Britney Spears and all her music. I remember when she shaved her head. Oh, my My dad threw away all her CDs that I had collected. (laughs) He was like, no, that's a bad influence. It's just so funny. But even I can't imagine, you know? Yeah. And you grow up on the east side of San Jose. Oh, yeah. So it's like. So I'm around like it's like a little Mexico, basically. Like when did you like. Did you ever move out of Eastside or like no. when was the moment where you were like, oh, shit, there's, oh, a, whole there's a whole different Well, world. it was third grade because that's when I moved schools. So oh. the thing that happened was I went to a school that was like literally walking distance from my house yeah. or, you know, um, our apartments in the Eastside. And one of our aunts, one of my aunts who um, lived nearby was the one who picked me up. So here's a here's a thing that I also like that's oh, okay. a very common theme in in you know, uh, I think Mexican parents and Mexican families, um, is that like, you know, our, our, our parents work all the time, a Mm -hmm. lot. And so my mom would have crazy hours. Like she'd get in at seven, 8am and like come home like six, seven. Mm -hmm. And so my aunt was the one who would pick me up from school, Mm -hmm. take me home. Um, and really a community raised us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. Um, and so she moved to Fresno. And so then, uh, that's when we had to figure out like, okay, who's going to like, you know, at that point, like my brother too. And like, um, so I'm the oldest. And so then how many siblings? Yeah. Right. Oh, just, uh, just my brother. Oh, just your brother. Yeah. Although I do have like several half sisters all from different moms. So we can get into that. Yeah. Let's get into that. (laughs) She's 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 Um, but yeah. So then like we moved schools, um, because uh, there was a family friend aunt that lived okay. nearby in the west side of San Jose. And west side oh. is like where Valley Fair is, Campbell, and like, you know, oh. uh, just a whole different, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, nice. world. And so that's when I was like, oh, okay. Like this is, I think that's when I, I realized. And thankfully, like, you know, most of the people that I grew up with, even classmates and stuff like it's mm-hmm. all been pretty diverse. Right. But. I think it got, it became more diverse when I moved schools. Wow. And yeah. And I met my best friend in third grade. So that was, that was great. I'm glad that I moved. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you're still best friends today. We're still best friends today. Yeah. I love stories like third grade. I know it's so crazy. Um, But yeah. And so then, I mean, that's, that was like, that was it. So like I would, our family, you know, she was like a family friend. Um, and she'd pick us up from school. And I remember, I vividly remember like growing up and of course, you know, um, with my mom, like her permiso, her permiso like expired, her visa expired, you know? Mm -hmm. So at that point, I think we were already like, she was very, very careful. Um, you know, as one has to, as one has to be Mm -hmm. when you don't have papers. And so, um, yeah. And I remember also like at school, 
you know, I, it started clicking to me that like, why are all the kids being like picked up at, after school, like by their moms at 3 p.m., like, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And like both me and my brother had to stay in like the after school program mm-hmm. and like just like all these things that I just started like thinking about. And I'm like, man, this is like this is a difference of like, you know, what my mom had to go through versus mm-hmm. like other kids, you know, that yeah. didn't experience that. Right. No, it's so crazy. I, I mean, I remember the same when I was a kid. My brothers mm-hmm. would drop me off at school. Mm-hmm. like Being on the know, reduced lunch plan. Reduced and like, lunch plan. Holla. I yep. never paid for food. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, our government, thank you. Um, no, I mean, that's that was my childhood. It was like food stamps and WIC and reduced, you know, mm-hmm. free reduced mm-hmm. lunch. And yeah, it was just like a whole lifestyle that was yeah. so different. And I remember like... I think I was as a kid I was I not that I resented my mom for that because it wasn't her fault mm-hmm. but I just I was jealous of like other kids that like you know got to be picked up like earlier and like mm-hmm. got to be with their parents or mom or you know and like at that time too like my dad had just left the picture and so like that was a whole thing oh, how you old know were you? I was 10 11 and my brother was 5 6 wow so that was a pretty a pretty tough thing but I think if anything like it made me feel more empowered mm-hmm. by the fact that like I saw my mom even though I saw her struggle a lot I yeah. like also saw her like come out on top mm-hmm. you know raising us independently yeah um there was tough times though you know there was times where like you know in the beginning I remember she was telling me uh when I asked her about her story she was like there was some time like when you were born like i didn't even have like money for pampers there and she was like I vividly remember like I had ten dollars for diapers and I lost those ten dollars like they were in like a dresser or something and I remember in that moment saying like I don't ever want to be in this position again where I can't provide for my kids Mm. and that was like her motivation and has been her motivation I think ever since so yeah Mm-hmm. It is very survival mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, over time, I think I just was like, you know what? This is just how it is. Like, we didn't get to travel. We didn't get to go places because Girl. you got to be careful, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. At so. one point, we used to literally my first time on a plane, I was I was 18 years old. Oh, my God. I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but then I loved it. I was like, oh, people do this. Like, yeah. they really do this. But my parents, I mean, there was seven of us too many people but we used to drive everywhere <laughs> so we had family in arkansas and texas uh-huh. oh wow and we would do road trips oh my gosh for like days <gasps> oh my gosh <laughs> with like all of us in the car would be like oh bring a friend bring this bring some friends from church yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was like it was just this whole bonding experience wow and i'm like we wouldn't have had this experience in a car so i'm like i i traveled around the u.s but like internationally no never no and my yeah. parents still they still can't go international yeah. And so, you know, you think about those things and it's yeah. just like, I have, they really gave me this blessing. Yeah, they really did. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when choosing your career path, we talked a little bit about yes. it, but when did you decide, like, I want to be an entrepreneur? Like, I, I want to go this route. Honestly, I had never thought about it. Oh, ever. I never expected this to happen. Uh, one so we're, we're going to move into our coffee seat and cheese mix because I think this is the right time. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, there's so many questions I want to ask about where you're at now, because what I know of you now yeah. is just like you're this successful, creative <laughs> entrepreneur. I'm just like, Arabella is so cool. And she's so young and she has something so like it's just really empowering. And I admire you so much. Aww, and it, it inspires you. me because I'm like. I just want to know her dream. Like, you know, like you are really inspiring. And that's Thank what I know you. of you right now. And I'm like, there's probably so much that happened yeah. in between yeah. college and now. I mean, I mean, it even goes back to that. But I'll just briefly say, like, I I remember and it was because of those after school programs that I got so such a wide variety of like uh, interests that I like figured out that I loved, which was dance music, mm-hmm. you know, and photography. There was this one class that I took in an after school program that was like about Polaroids. And ever since that moment, that was like, I think fourth grade, I was like, I love this. I love yeah. cameras. And so I begged my mom since to fourth get, grade, since fourth grade, I, love I begged it. my mom to get me a camera. So I had one in middle school okay. 
and uh, upgraded over time and all this stuff. And I remember wow. like it really again, like and I loved hearing um, Rocio's uh, podcast episode because it, like I had such a very similar uh, yeah. way of how it came about where like photography was more of a passion. I enjoyed it and I really mm-hmm. liked photographing other people. Mm-hmm. And a funny story in high school, like I actually start like the way that I got into photography was that I started photographing myself. I would do self portraits. And I need to see these. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so bad. Now. <laughs> Look at them and I cringe. But <laughs> they're like, but that was like, you know, I didn't have anyone else at the time. So I was like, let me just photograph myself and like yeah. figure out how to do how to work this camera, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so um, but I remember what's funny is that I remember in high school, someone made a comment because I would post all these self-portraits, you know, because I thought it was art, you know, it was art. Yeah. And <laughs> someone made a, a silly comment that was like, wow, you're like so conceited. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I'm never photographing myself again. And I started photographing other people. So like for the longest time, oh. I was like, I want to be like behind the camera. I don't even want to be in front of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And but I mean, I still loved it. I still continued it and through yeah. college. And I think in college was when it became more serious. Where I was like, at that point, I was still like, you know, um, kind of telling people like, no, don't pay me. Like, I want to do this. Like, it's for fun. You know, I enjoy it. But then it got to a point where someone was like, no, like this, this deserves, yeah. you know, you deserve to be compensated. And like, this is your time and your expertise. And I was like, okay. What? <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, I can make money like this? I know. And so then it just kind of went through this whole thing. And um, and then I met my business partner in school at San Jose State. Wow. We took a photography, a studio photography class. And we just quickly became friends. Yeah. Um, she was working for this really cool um, arts and culture magazine called Content uh, mm-hmm. Magazine. And she roped me in. And, and we just started working together through the magazine oh on God. like fashion editorials, which is like so different wait, from what we so do now. Wait, that's cute. Yeah. And it was cool because, you know, she was like the stylist and the, the art director while I was the photographer editor. Um, that's so and cool. I think that's how like it naturally just like we just kind of knew what our roles were without knowing them, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. And so, so then one day you guys were like, let's do something. Well, so here's the thing. So like when we were in, in the magazine and I don't know if maybe you've dealt with this before, but when you work for someone else, it's you know, you have to kind of abide by their, yeah. their ideas, their, their yeah. dream and their thing. And, yeah. you know, you don't get to be creative because it's not your baby. It limits your creativity. It limits, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of just like, man, like we want to do something for ourselves. And, uh, we just were like, like, why not? Like, yeah. so we joked about it for two years, two years. <laughs> And suddenly we're like, all right, let's just do it. Like, let's, let's figure out what do we need to do? So we reached out to this, um, ice cream company. I don't know if you're, if you know it, but it's, uh, it's ice cream. Yes. It's like the ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. We reached out to them and we were like, Hey, can you give us free ice cream? And we'll, um, take your photo, take, you know, your photos, uh, take photos like that. Yeah. Just like that. that. Literally through (laughs) their like, uh, contact form on their like old ass website. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> and they responded back and we were just like so shocked. We were just like, what? Like, wow. And then it turned into them like being like, oh, actually we want to pay you because like we want these other certain things. And we we're like, okay, I guess this, I guess we're going to be a business. Like we're taking money from people now. So yes. that's how that ball started rolling. And yeah, honestly, I, I never anticipated owning so my own business. just from that ice cream shoe. Just from built, that ice cream shoe. Weekend creative. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Weekend Creative. Shout out like... to Weekend Creative, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful photography. And it's all product. It's all product. Yeah. So we, which is like weird. We never set out to do product, but it just happened. It so happened like that naturally. it all naturally fell. And like even our roles, like kind of just like, wow. yeah. And I feel so... like that's how you know that like, that's such a good sign of like you're on the right path. Yeah. It just naturally falls together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so it was really cool. And I, I mean, like, I honestly like there's no way that I would have been able to do anything like this without my partner. Like, like I need her and she needs me. Like, yeah, Ellie. Shout out to Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. And I love her. And I mean, it's been incredible just to see like how it's all grown, like even just getting our first studio and now this, now we're in our second studio. And it's Um, a beautiful studio. (laughs) y'all. It's so cute. But I was thinking about this as I was trying to come up with like, I have so many curiosities, right? And like you covered a lot of them. 
But one of the things I wrote down, I have to read this to you because it's so funny. <laughs> but I wrote down, I'm like, studio, photography, looking creative, <laughs> per our last email podcast. <laughs> how do you do it all like I, i'm just like, oh my god and i'm sure you do so much more <laughs> but this is what i see and i'm already like this girl does so much it's it's kind of insane it and honestly it's all stemmed from the same like focus of like making art creating work mm-hmm. and inspiring others to do the same so like a mm-hmm. lot of what we do you know even in the beginning of our journey of starting a business like we had this blog and we just documented our journey, what we were learning, all this stuff. And we were like, well, we couldn't find it for ourselves. Like photography education yep. of this kind of style and like creativity. Yeah. So we're like, why not just do it ourselves? And so wow, that's kind of where like our educational mission kind of took off. And, and you know, our podcast per our last emails, um, a freelancing comedy podcast where we yeah. kind of like it's kind of like after hours, like cocktails yeah. involved, and she we makes share bomb stories. Cocktails, y'all! <laughs> I can vouch for that now. <laughs> and we share, um, you know, stories by other freelancers because yeah. you know we're like we don't want to feel alone because sometimes you know, as a, if you are a freelancer, sometimes you might you might be solo. You you know, you might not have a partner like I do. And I'm I'm like also curious how many Latina like freelancers there are. Honestly, like. I feel like there's been a much more, like an increase. I've seen so many more. I have, I've seen that. I've seen that on my pod too. I'm like so many entrepreneurs and I was, this has come up so many times in all my episodes and you probably heard it, how that entrepreneurial spirit is so ingrained in us because that's how our families survived. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's natural. Like Mm -hmm. we, we naturally embrace this because we're hella resilient by blood like it's like passed down into us oh 100 percent. and I think like that was something too that I saw as I grew up with like seeing my mom just like really like own her independence Mm -hmm. and like and I think that's like honestly like where like I got my business you know the business side Mm -hmm. of like the spirit that I didn't even know I had yeah um because like even as she was um you know here in the states and I was growing up like she has been with the company that she's at for 25 years. She mm-hmm. started at the very bottom mm-hmm. and is literally all the way at the top, ex- like right underneath the owner. And so like, you know, she's wow. like made like she's done so well for herself and yeah. like she's good with finances and like all this stuff where Why I'm like, are girl, moms? like my mom moms too. Crazy. And she's They're... like, you should learn. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and so like now I'm like again like with this whole business it's like wow, I like see a lot of like that drive and the passion yeah. and like it's funny cuz I think like I, I kind of think even saying like and I don't know, we didn't talk about this before, but I kind of wanted to mention it because I think it's so interesting like <laughs> me going into this like business is like kind of so like uh different from what you'd expect like a Mexican woman to like do you know like Mexican women are kind of seen as this like you know stay at home like or like you know cleaning Mm -hmm. and cooking girl I don't clean I don't cook I (laughs) why did you just remind me of that WAP song (laughs) girl I hate cleaning I I am not by any means like anyone that like like I'm so non like a stereotypical of like, <laughs> yeah I'm non-domestic yeah. as far as what a you know Mexican woman should or shouldn't do or whatever the stereotype the stereotypes the stereotype, yeah and it's crazy and then I, you know we're out here like all of us doing our own thing and like yeah being boss ladies you know being just like ladies, yeah. literally so and I, I I have such a strong belief that all of that is just again so innate in us and like my mom although I grew up with both my parents together my yeah. mom was a single mom and she still has like I mean she was a single mother for like years before she even met my dad so I think that naturally yeah. comes it's natural to her yeah and she's a Capricorn so <laughs> there's that is your mom a Capricorn wait too? what it's her birthday January 11th <gasps> oh my up. gosh 12th <gasps> yes Oh my god! Leos. Wait, we're Leos. Wow. Oh my god, we're that makes so Leos much sense. With Capricorn mother. Yes, dude. That's dude. why we like bonded. That's that's why, literally. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know our mothers do it all, though. They really do. They do, and that's the Capricorn. I think that's also Capricorn too. 
Yeah. Because they're all about their bag. All about it. Yes. (laughs) Where you at? But no, like they're all about like their bag, but they're also hella independent. Yes. They take no shit. No. My mom doesn't. And that's why I feel like I saw my mom the way she is. And like my dad is like adding into the fun. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Although he has his his things, but you know, like (laughs) I, I saw my mom. For the strong woman she's always yes. been and she's always had to be, uh-huh. even before she met my dad. Like, she was a mom since she was 19. And she met my dad at, like, 32. Uh-huh. So, like, she, like, 20 years, oh you know? Oh, gosh. Or 20? Whatever. I can't do math. <laughs> like, 10 more. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just think about our parents and, like, how innate it is to them to be entrepreneurs, to be resourceful, mm-hmm. to be hella resilient. Yes. And I have a strong belief that all of that, if we pay attention, like all of that energy is stored in us too. Oh, 100%. Like, and that's just, yeah. It's like yeah. we live it, we breathe it. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like we, we like, <laughs> we like want to take all the good things that we are from, are coming from our parents, mm-hmm. but then leave behind what the cycles, the, 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 cycle. the bad stuff that Break the cycle. <laughs> breaking the cycle <laughs> and yes. like move forward, you know? And yeah. like, yeah, it's 100% in us and we just have to. You know, we just have to find it and so true. Yeah, believe so in our true. power. <laughs> Girl, well, I think it's almost time to wrap up, but <laughs> I am so happy we did this. I know. I am so happy that people could, can know about Weekend Creative because when I found out about it, I was like, there's people out here doing this? Like, I had no idea. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, right? There's people photographing the product. Yes. You just don't think yeah. about it. But I love for you to talk about how people can connect with you, and yes. then we'll move into our last portion. Okay. Of the show. Okay. Um, well, I'm on Instagram, so I have my my personal uh, Instagram profile, and it's at Arabella Espinosa. And um, you can find my business, several businesses, I guess, <laughs> and all um, the social media pages <laughs> that she like <laughs> yes. manages. So our photography agency is at Weekend Creative. Our freelancing comedy podcast is at per our last email and our studio, which hopefully we'll be able to like rent out soon, including maybe like the podcast room too, if any yeah, budding, be here. you know, podcasters, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's at little Sunday studio. Oh, so, yeah, so all like related to the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yes. I didn't like not even. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Sunday Studio. I know, which is kind of crazy because we were like, we picked a good name. You did. We picked a good name. You did. Good branding. Good (laughs) branding. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move into our closing. Mm -hmm. I, we actually have stuff to I know. You guys, you got a bar cart right back here. (laughs) (laughs) Still staring at it. She made me a margarita, a whole margarita. Yes. With what? What was the mix? So, I mean, like it was, so my friend, like, who's in australia she ordered these like cocktail kits sent to us and like they like they're in like the major cities but it's like a margarita mix i don't know what's in it but it's a margarita (laughs) it's called the tommy's margarita so i don't i don't know what tommy's tommy's margarita (laughs) why did they say a tommy (laughs) i'm already drunk (laughs) no well let's do a vanillis let's close this with the vanillis and i mean i know you've heard these episodes but i would love to manifest some good Mm-hmm. for our latino community with yes. you um or a freelance community or yeah. whatever whatever you want to yeah. manifest but uh what do you want to cheers to and what do you want to manifest so uh, i want to cheers to you know seeing what this past year was really about you know family and having a support system and you know salud being grateful for our health and not taking it for granted. And, um, but I'd love to just take, you know, the lessons that we learned from this last year and move forward with it, um, into the new year. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to manifest, um, a lot of like power and creative energy. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time like indoors at home. So like, you know, let's like, I want, I would love to see, just all of the creative businesses, all of the creativity like come out in this new year and it yes. be manifested. 
and everybody. Yes, before we cheers, I just watched Soul. And this reminds me of Soul. Like, yes. let's not waste our time when we can mm -hmm. be channeling all our yes. energy, creativeness, yes. our, our, you know, our own superpowers that we don't, probably don't even know about. Yes, exactly. Oh, cheers nice. to that girl. <laughs>